bunch of falling apart goaltenders. Good evening, everyone. It is a Thursday night, December 5th, 2015. 2015. Wow. <laughs> 2019. And welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark on Patrick Marlowe Banner Raising Night in Reality. Well, maybe not, but uh, <laughs> if it did, that's what it would look like, folks. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame show. We do this after every single game. So do us a favor. If you want to be a part of the show, join the conversation. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube chat on the page or the app. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit. We'll tell you about one more that we just added later on this evening. And, of course, more Sharks content. Visit us at tealtownusa.com. With me tonight... Hockey and Ghost himself, Felix Chow. Felix, what's happening, bud? Um, it's going great aside from the uh, unfortunate loss tonight, but um, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, whew, it was like one of those classic. Okay, Eastern Conference opponent. No, not much noteworthy. Uh, you know, but then all of a sudden, somebody takes a tumble and oh, chaos erupts and everything's going crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's what it seemed like tonight, folks, um, as we, uh, get underway here, uh, you know, it is, uh, one of those things where the, and tonight, Felix, I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, it, what a great game and unfortunately had to go to a shootout. So. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely one of those, especially during the third period, where like you just felt like, especially the crowd, like you know, sort of cheering on the uh, Hurricanes, and it just felt like I know, like I know Randy Hansett and said like in, in in the overtime that it just felt short of a playoff atmosphere, but to me that was like a playoff atmosphere oh, yeah. um, in the third period. So great game though, and, and great to see a night a great crowd in Carolina. You know they've been struggling for years and. Making that bunch of jerks run to the Eastern Final helps out a big time there. So absolutely. All right, so let's get at it. Um, you know, the Sharks start a uh, four-game uh, road trip. Uh, they start in Carolina, move on to the Florida cities uh, this weekend, and then finish up in Nashville. Um, but uh, you know, they, they didn't start off too well. Um, Andres Veshnikov with his 12th of the season from Fogel and Stahl. Uh, 50 seconds into the game, one nothing Carolina. Uh, as I was heading back from getting uh, Puck Mom some, uh, some medicine, I hope she's feeling better uh, very soon, uh, that uh, Dan Ruzinowski said uh, – Sveshnikov could have eaten a ham sandwich while waiting for anybody to come near him to uh, get on the board. Yeah, not great. Um, obviously, not a great start for the Sharks. You'd hope to, you know, you'd hope that the Sharks wouldn't have another one of those games where they allow a goal within the first minutes. But unfortunately, that is the case. Defensive breakdown. Guys not picking up their uh, man, and uh, hey, that's that's what happens. Yep, and uh, just not keeping an eye out on it definitely. Definitely doesn't help things out big time there, and it uh, cost them early. However, the Sharks would get one back on a sweet play by Kevin LeBanc and Joe Thornton. And of course, that this would be Joe Thornton's second noteworthy uh, thing in in the score sheet tonight. But uh, Sorensen gets a nice feed from Thornton, who got a nice feed from LeBanc, to tie this game at 1-1 at 7-16. Yep, and that was a uh, honestly that was a <clears throat> a uh, great beat by uh, Jumbo. Obviously, we know him for his assists, so yeah, no but, surprise yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know Sorensen obviously with an uh, with an easy goal there, so hey, tied out tied at one and uh, yeah. Yeah, and tied it up. Marcus Sorensen uh, with his fiftieth point in the NHL. His twenty eight goals, eighteen of them have been lead changing. Whether 
Uh, it changed it to a tie game where it gave the Sharks the lead. Uh, so making the matter of um, being Marcus Scorenson for sure there. We should hashtag that. That's a totally <laughs> hashtag. You know, I, I feel we should, and, and then it'll abruptly get stolen, but I digress. Um, hey, put it on one of those shirts. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and for that matter, uh, you know, uh, I have a poll going on, on my Twitter account, at Buckeye14, what you would like to see uh, for another shirt uh, to be designed. Uh, taking ideas... For sure. So uh, find the poll on my Twitter at Puckeye14, and we'll get that going for, for sure. At uh, 9.38, uh, Pesci gets called for a hooking. I, I didn't know Joe Pesci was uh, had a relative playing hockey. But either way, uh, the Sharks power play. Uh, I think it was, what, was it a week or so ago that uh, PDB said uh, he's not worried about the power play. Can we start to get worrying about the power play now? This is now the ninth straight game that the Sharks do not score the power play. And yes, I am about 50 miles away, and I'm going to bang on AJ's power play drum. He needs to find it, he needs to get it out, and he needs to get banging on it because, my God, nine straight games without a power play goal. I mean, you cannot have that go into the playoffs if you make it, mind you. Right, and I I totally agree. I like I mean, I know and I and I know Ian's um of course our good friend Ian has said in the past that you know they they're not you know the league isn't too worried about you know special teams and coming into the into the, in the playoffs itself because like you know you're gonna you're gonna see less penalties called um as you go deep anyway. But yeah, I mean nine games without a power play goal that is a little concerning and that. I mean, I don't know if it's the chemistry or they need to try new things or they need to, I don't know, maybe stop with the drop passes and all the fancy schmancy stuff. But, yeah, something needs to click or they need to just somehow, like, wipe the slate clean um, and just start over and, you know, see what – basically go back to what's working again, you know? Yep. So. Yeah, uh, make, maybe be a little more simple on it, uh, exactly. to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Going through some of the chat chatter here, uh, it, just another Randy G. It feels a lot worse to lose games when you know you can win games, win than games that you just accept that you sucked at. Yes, but you want to. I mean, let's put it this way: while they did lose tonight, you at least get a point, and it's a huge, huge thing uh, to uh, deal with. Uh, going. Uh, going down the road i mean yeah we're in december right now but it's you know you're going to need to take points as 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 much as you can um so <laughs> yeah I mean, as they say you you can't win the stanley cup but you can lose the the opportunity to you know be in a playoff spot by this time so yeah yeah uh and, and it's and it's exactly you know <laughs> just another energy maybe not put 44 to quarterback <laughs> power play you would think you know with ek 60 65 earns that they would have others to go on there but you know uh you know vlasic has had their opportunities um you know so that rob Hyman, um they did that tonight is it time to try burns and ferraro they they did do that tonight for sure um what did you think of that uh, of the of the swap it was interesting. Um, I still think like Burnsy. Um, I mean, I don't know if he needs to be paired with like someone to be like to I guess have a better complement with, or if he just needs to clean up in his own end, like in general. Because I feel like, and I've seen this time and time again throughout not just this season, but throughout like since he's been a shark and since he's been like you know been back there on D, he needs to clean up his own fucking end, you know and. Sorry, wow. short but no, but wow. seriously. Wow, Felix dropping to... an F-bomb and not saying Felix. Sorry, that just <laughs> stunned me. Go ahead. Um, well, taking a page out of AJ and uh, Landy's book here. But, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, he needs to, like, he needs to, like, clean up his own end. And it's just, it's, it's, at this point, it's unacceptable. And, you know, and I have a Burnsy jersey myself. I have, I have an away, um, granted, it's a, um, um, it's a uh, replica jersey, but um, either way, look, 
right. But I mean, even as his, you know, one of his fans, he's got to clean it up. I mean, that's it's just that simple. In in the little the little mistakes like we saw with Burnsy, um, you know, just with the with the rough time right at the get go, the the little stuff, these little turnovers, these little things, they they have to clean that that crap up. They got to big time. Uh, can I just address one thing real quick? Um, Hot Wheels saying uh, they just move they just need to move Burns to forward if he's not going to play defense. Here's the thing: they tried that with uh, Tom, someone named Tom McClellan, and last I checked, Tom McClellan is no longer a shark coach. So he's just saying. They they tried it. They aren't. They I can't believe they they would not try that again. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. Uh, Anthony Sanchez thinking uh, maybe I'm I'm ex- suspecting Burns is playing hurt. It could be uh, could be a tough one there. Uh, fanatical Teal Bleeder saying Burns, Ek, and Jones too much liability together on the same team. Um, I, I don't know, but it, it, when they are on their game, they are on their game, yeah. and that's the, that's the thing uh, to to me. So, but uh, one after they got that tying goal, I thought the team played pretty well, uh, um, despite you know flying cross country yesterday, and, and and heck heck of an effort even before the, all the shenanigans began. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. Um, so the whole I'm assuming we're talking about the whole the the jumbo um, and the uh, Mrazic incident, but. Um, the uh yeah that was interesting like I mean I saw the Mrazic I sort of saw the Mrazic uh slash on a uh, jumbo which is never okay um and you know what I've and I and I was looking on my Twitter and you know I saw you know people saying that maybe you know jumbo shouldn't have and it was of course it was mostly from the other you know Koreans fans but right. um but you know they were saying that jumbo you know shouldn't have you know quote unquote punched uh, Mrazic. I still, I'm getting more and more convinced that was a dive, but um, that's just me, um, well, and of course others. We'll get to that, my friend, because I, I, I might have an AJ like rant on on this one, for oh, sure. Uh, just to finish up the period, you know, Carolina blew a three on one, uh, and, and Sveshnikov takes shots at Goodrow near the end there. Second period, you know, Shimmick gets tripped, no call, a la Dylan, the last game against Washington. Um, where they fall awkwardly into the boards. Uh, thankfully, looked like he was okay. Uh, Burns would take a slashing call. Carolina wouldn't do anything. I mean, as much as we will, you know, bang on the power play drum, the PK has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, PK has been solid, and and honestly, like, if again, if it weren't for the power play, like, you know, happened, like, like what you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, special teams would special teams itself would be solid because you know the PK and everything. But yeah, it's it's been it's been really good um, all year. Yeah. Uh, so. Or most of the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at 10-12, Jake Gardner, former Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, gets his second of the season. Fogel and Sveshnikov uh, get the goal to make it two-one. Hurricanes. Um, you know, just one of those things where I think. Uh, Delden, you can't really blame. Again, who? Again, where was the guy back checking, and what the hell were they doing? Yeah. They weren't back checking, so just saying. Yeah, and the forwards, if if the defenses are out of position, you know, you kind of gotta you know pick them up a little bit exactly. uh, on that one. Um, and then the shenanigans began at twelve fifty. Yeah. Joe Thornton tries to uh, take a shot at Morazic. Um, uh, trying to see if he can get the puck to you know free up, Morazic takes exception to that. He takes a uh, swing right at Jimbo, and honestly, uh, that that first part there, we'll, we'll 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 talk about that, Felix. I don't think he connected on the on on the the swing, um, which you know I I find very interesting there. And I do have one comment. Only well, I I shouldn't say only one, but I do have one comment on that. And the academy win- and the academy a winner goes to. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, I, I was gonna I was gonna say well the 2011 Canucks called they want their goaltender <laughs> back, um, 
but then Jumbo takes a punch, uh, and Morassic, you know, falls down quicker than, uh, you know, blueberries fall from from the produce shelf, uh, <laughs> and he stayed down, and, and he stayed down for for quite a bit of time, especially with all the shenanigans going on after yeah. the play. Um, to me, I was concerned. I, I thought something had happened that he was hurt that that uh, he needed medical attention. One, why their team doctor didn't come out was surprising. They, I mean, their trainer was out there, and I get that. But two, once the guys are going to the penalty box, all of a sudden he gets up. And to me, I, I think that this is absolutely, and, and I know I got you, got you on the swear jar, but that's absolutely bullshit. I'm sorry. Either you're hurt and you need to go see the concussion, you know, spotter and, and shame on the concussion spotter for not coming down absolutely. when, absolutely. when they took the punch and he's laying down for a while. Um, so there's that. And if you're okay, and apparently you made a dramatic recovery and made your, you know, your, uh, uh, Nick like celebration, you seem fine. Then where the hell is the penalty for, for the dive and embellishment? Cause that makes, that makes anything the Canucks did, uh, earlier in this decade, absolutely acceptable because that is absolute bullshit. And if you're going to pull that crap over again, if somebody pushes you, you know, I, I hate to say it, but somebody else might take an exception later in the game if it's not tied and go after you a little bit more. No, I totally agree. And um, by the way, if if, those, if anyone in chat is willing to donate, that's $3 in the swear jar for both of us. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, in all seriousness, so I completely agree. And I want to I wanna actually briefly, um, um, really quickly address like your, your point on the concussion spotters. And as you guys know, and thank you for, um, for uh, thank you to Laurel for um, promoting my part two of my um, head trauma series on Teal 10 USA. You can check that out. Shameless plug. Um, but the whole concussion thing, like, I mean, and you guys know I've been vocal about, you know, promoting the game and, you know, um, the growth of the game and, of course, most recently, you know, protecting the players. And that's something that, um, and I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but <clears throat> that's something the league, as we know, time and time again, has failed to do. And I know that Mrazic, you know, we Mrazic obviously died there, but even if he didn't dive, like... Again, to your point, where the hell were the concussion spotters on that? I've seen like teams out there who who have concussion spot concussion spotters who have failed their to do their jobs in the, in the past few years, and you know, and I'd like to see more consistency on that. I mean, like, yeah. hell, I'd like to see more consistency on just about everything, including officiating, the suspensions. You know, I could again, I could go on a whole rant about that too, but I mean. <clears throat> And I mean, in a time where like concussions and CT were like guys like Dan Prestello on Twitter are trying to raise awareness about that. And, you know, and we're finding out more and more about like the effects of CT, you think that, you know, teams would be a little more, I guess, cognizant about, you know, getting concussions, um, concussion spotters out there on the spot, but evidently not. So, um, yeah, but um, also I wanted to address um, the whole, I think you brought it up earlier, imagine booing, uh, just another Randy G earlier saying, imagine booing a future Hall of Famer because your goalie took a dive. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I love Kings fans and their atmosphere, and obviously they're very passionate fan base, but really? Really? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Phantom 0044 saying tinfoil hat here. The spotter was afraid after Marshan comments. And you know that that could be a, a thing, that that's quite possibly something that could be happening. But at the same time, I mean, the guy is down for what maybe one to two minutes. Um, you know, I I'm surprised that that this happened. Um, you know, Anthony Sanchez Mrazic pulled a flurry. <laughs> Yeah, um, Rob Iman, the the initials just start fighting players for embellishment. They they were supposed to have a list. They were supposed to have fines. They were supposed to be calling the embellishments during the game, and all of that went away. All of it. 
I haven't seen a list. I haven't seen fines and, and all that. Oh, oh, what? They're going to find them $2,500. Ooh, they, they freaking, they freaking get, you know, uh, uh, that's like a, that's, that's literally a slap to the face for them. Yeah. And it's just and, ridiculous. Right. And I think, again, there's, and we could, and hell, we could do a whole show on like what, what the league needs to improve on, but. Oh, yeah. It is what it is, so. <laughs> Yeah, if an adequate leader, even the concussion spotters knew he embellished. Now that being <laughs> now that being said, and I know you've done a heck of a job on covering CTE for the website, but yeah. if we're that serious, maybe we look into it, and maybe That's we tough. take we take it out, and maybe we we have the spotter take him out to set an example that if you are faking it, that you have to come out of the game and you have to put in a cold goalie. Well, that's that's the uh, issue that you're going to deal with down the road. You know, hey, you know what? That, that is a great point, actually, and I I do completely agree because I mean, and again, we've seen the time here and there, like where like you know, peop, you know, players have embellished what <clears throat> seems to be like really serious, I guess, hits or whatever, what 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 have you, and turns out it's really not that serious. So. Yeah, uh, Nick Stelt, massive Hurricanes fan here. Good. Good evening to you. Congratulations on the win tonight. Peter overreacted and definitely embellished slightly. Uh, I was at the game, and Thornton is public number, number one in Carolina right now. All in all, good game, though. Yep, uh, congrats on the win. Um, I, I'm glad we agree that, that there was some embellishment going on there. Uh, I, oh, sorry, okay. I, was, I was just going to bring it on bring up that comment that you brought up. Um, yes, uh, Jump. Let's see. Uh, actually, no, you don't have that. Okay, but um, like uh, like the tiger saying, uh, Jumbo is actually uh enemy enemy number one hundred point five in the NHL. Oh, yo. <laughs> oh boy, damn, we went that. Where's where's the rim shot there? Boom. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, uh, concussion spotters for, uh, can make mistakes. They are human, also. The Sharks should have won the game. Yep, they should have. They they definitely uh, got great, great, uh, got inspired by it. And, and again, it's it's something about you know when when something gets them going, and they definitely picked up the intensity. They definitely picked up the passion. They definitely were looking like the team that was going to get the next goal, and they did. Logan Couture, his ninth of the season from Eric Carlson and Brendan Dillon at 1942, ties this game late. He now has scored in every arena in the NHL actively right now. Um, what did you think of the tying goal? Um, what a freaking pass by Eric Carlson. Oh, I mean, yeah. what a pass. I mean, that the sauce on that, baby, that's, I mean, that's a truly wonderful pass. And like I've seen a few tweets, that's exactly what we paid Eric Carlson for, you know, and obviously we get, I know we get on him on, on the defensive side of things, but offensively, right. um, that was a hell of a pass. And of course, you know, the captain finishes it off and, you know, it's just a beautiful play all around. Yeah. That got the game tied at two, a uh, little, um, little, uh, let, let's say a little disagreement near the end of the period where while teams were coming off the ice, it could have been really bad. Thankfully, the, the the refs got in the way there to uh, let them go, uh, and I completely agree. To quote the great Steve Dangle, who, by the way, he retweeted me the other day. Thank you. Uh, hockey is going to be a beautiful sport when it's finished. Yeah, uh, that's for darn sure. So, uh, I'm kind of just going through the chat here, making sure uh, we got everything. Uh, California cruising, asking for more angry Joe, please. Yes. I completely agree. If it gets him going, watch out. I, I don't know if somebody needs Absolutely. to piss him off before the locker room. Uh, I swear, I think I saw like an NHL lineman have like one of his equipment guys slap him around to get him going <laughs> before a game. If we need to do that, you know, as long as he doesn't get a concussion, we're, we're, we'll take it. Third period, uh, Felix, it definitely was going back and forth. Uh, in this one, I thought San Jose really dominated a play here. Uh, they unfortunately couldn't take advantage of the hella dudes on the frozen pond call. Copyright Shalina Goldman at 416. Uh, 
at 8:19, Eric Carlson would get called for tripping the Pan- um, Panther Carolina Panthers. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, the Canes can can muscle that in. So this game goes into overtime, and like the one in uh, in Las Vegas, uh, this overtime was crazy insane. Yeah, that was that was one heck of an overtime. That was. Um, you know, that, I mean, that's hockey. I mean, and who doesn't love the on three, honestly? And, yeah. you know, it's, and of course, and that, and, and I'm sure going to cover this too, but, um, what a freaking save by Aaron Dell. I mean, like, oh my goodness. as, as I'm sure the broadcasters, as my phone rings, um, <laughs> excuse me guys. You, you um, that for a sec. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll get you. Uh, but, uh, you got it. Yeah. All right. all right. Cool. Um, sorry about that, guys. But um, there, there's a league. You, 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 you insulted <laughs> the league office, uh, and um, yep, they're going after me. There we they're, go. They're, now, now we yeah. won't see Felix on for another month now. So yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. In all seriousness, though, um, as as the guys, as Randy Hahn would say, I'm sure that was a delicious save. You know, um, and that was also a delicate save. But whatever, pick. You know, choose whatever saying you want, but that was one heck of a save by Dell. And and you know what, this heck, if it wasn't for Dell, like, um, and I'm sure, the, and you know, the guys, um, they they did make some pretty good plays and um, uh, defensive plays in overtime. The Sharks did, but um, if it if it wasn't for Dell, this game would easily um, be three to Canes um, in the uh, you know extra inning. So yeah, and. Uh... It was a great, great save all around. Dell was definitely delicious tonight. Uh, I don't know what Dell's comment was. Uh, if somebody actually has the actual comment, by all means, let me know in the chat here. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the classic one from Laurel, saved by the Dell. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this game would go into a shootout. Uh, nothing either way uh, for the first two rounds. Sveshnikov would go uh, post and in, and uh, unfortunately, Couture couldn't bury it in the third round. That gets the win. Mrazic celebrates, you know, a victory. The Canes get their first, uh, or get the, the two points. The Sharks lose in the shootout for the first time this season. Final score in the books, 3-2. to two. Your final there is the, uh, the Sharks will head to Tampa, to take on the lightning on Saturday. Right. Um, can I, sorry, I want to address one thing, uh, something in the chat real quick. Rob Iman saying, Dell knows he's playing for his job right now. And I actually completely agree with that. I mean, like, and we know, like, look, and you guys have been on record um, in, in the past for saying, especially um, Ian in the past saying that um, Dell and Jones and Dell um, were not playing particularly good starting off. And uh, they were, subpar last season even so i mean for them to pick their play up um at this point in the season i think is huge and especially for dell because dell and i've been vocal about this too um or so some well, somewhat vocalized but um but um dell has been again dell's picked, picked his play up and i think that's huge for not just his confidence but i i kind of wonder if like you know that's gonna sort of I guess push Jones to be an even better goalie because we we've always said that um, Jones needs someone to push him to be at his best, you know. Yep. So, and, and that's always vital. And you've seen over the last few years how uh, the starting goaltender doesn't really do more than sixty um, sixty games now uh, to uh, play for for a cup. So. Uh, that's something that's needed. We saw that in 2016 when the Sharks acquired Reimer. So, uh, right. you know, uh, Andy Man saying here, the fans know that Dell is playing for his job, but I really don't think Pete or DW see it that way. And, and for that matter, maybe they aren't able to afford to see it that way for them. Right. And also, I want to um, make another point to um, sort of add on to that. Like, and um, I believe in, earlier in a and during an after after dark, um, it was Landy and I believe um, um, uh, Kelsey, one of our good um, writers and friends on here, um, how they were pointing out that 
um, you know, the goalie market is actually like just really scarce right now. And like, I mean, who you're, who are you going to get to replace either, you know, Deller or like, you know, Jones. So it, it's, it's really hard to say right now. Uh, so there are some comments coming in. Uh, let me give it one sec here. I, I'm unfortunately going to do it the uh, the way that uh, that uh, AJ will probably lose his mind when I do it this way. But uh, interesting comment coming out of uh, out of the Sharks locker room regarding <laughs> regarding the confrontation with Joe Thornton, and this is from Aaron Dell on uh, on uh, the whole confrontation. And so that's coming from the Sharks goaltender Aaron Dell, uh, who definitely has been a great goaltender on the road. In four home games, he has a 3.76 goals against average, 8.44 save percentage. In six road games, Felix, he has a 2.78 goals against, which is okay, but a 9.15 save percentage. Um, so, and there, there's, there's that. Uh, in, in that sense so you know yeah i mean it's not bad i mean like again um and obviously an improvement um from the road is is um compared to the uh the home games but um yeah again he's you know i feel like he's slowly you know but surely building his confidence back up and you know i think um and i think i saw um earlier in the, the chat like there, there needs to be some sort of like consistency between the two because they are they have been known to be very inconsistent like they they'll have their you know they have they'll have their like a games but then at the same time there are games where, where you you'll think like you know how do you not stop that puck you know so it's like it's it's very up and down for them and so i i'd like to see them um, sort of build off of that, have that consistency, but also at the same time, while we're um, while we're on the topic of goaltenders, like um, the five guys in front of them have to help them out more. Like I mean, <clears throat> I mean it's it's the the defensive side. I feel like still needs work, obviously, as we've yeah. uh, noted time and time again. And um, you know what? As much as you need good goaltending to win games, you also need a good defense to to like you know shut down those opportunities and you know let that feed into your offense so i mean it's you know and that's and that's a great point felix you you look at what this team has done without a decent defense uh, and to be where they are is is actually pretty phenomenal at the same time um you know burns has struggled this month and again that leads to some of some of our viewers asking maybe he's injured Shimmick has returned. Yes, you know uh, the 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 savior. Uh, some people have put it uh, uh, how this team has turned around since he's returned. At the same time, he's had a rough month as well. He's yeah. not played the best that, that he has. Uh, but um, you know, yeah. Put it this way, folks. Uh, even if you even if we had Connor McDavid on this team, if he has a rough month, then yikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Stell, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Agreed, no more shootout. I'd rather flip a coin than have a shootout. You know, it was a great overtime. It was a great game, in the, especially in the third period and how crazy the overtime was. It just seems like you get all that crazy excitement and you just crash down to... Uh, yeah. Shootout. So. Yeah, and and I agree. Like, and um, and I'm gonna touch on this real brief, um, real briefly. Um, I mean, like, I'm not as harsh on the shootout as some people are because I know there are a lot of people out there who aren't um, who aren't fans of the uh, the skills competition. But in you know, I love it. I mean, I love the skill of it. But at the same time, you just can't beat three on the OT. You just yeah. can't. And it's just. And I get why they why the league isn't or the or heck even the players um and coaches aren't um planning on um getting rid of the shootout anytime soon but boy would it would it be fun to watch if like three on three if you had like a couple more minutes tacked onto that three on three yeah so. and, and to me i i'm i'm fine with the tie i know that's not exactly the best thing but um you know honestly uh with how how it is now gone from regulation overtime wins as the first tiebreaker 
to now just regulation wins, um, it, it could prove paramount uh, down the road uh, and kind of devalues that that the quote unquote loser point. Uh, Any man in here, the only reason people in here are wanting the shoe to go away is because we lost tonight. That's the only reason. If we won, not a soul would be saying get rid of the shootout. Uh, That's fair. I mean, it's but it, it's it's fair. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying like it's fair because I mean, again, you, in, in, as Danny Man said, we did obviously lose to lose in the shootout. But I mean, even if we did win in the shootout, how many people would actually be favoring the shootout over three on three? Saying. And, and, and well, well <laughs> I, I get what they're trying to do. And, and when Batman had this announcement about this rule change, it was basically to make sure that every game had a winner. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, and 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 I know earlier you said you said um, just a few minutes ago that you're fine with ties. Um, I sort of beg to differ there, but that's just me. So <laughs> we we don't have to agree. Uh, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, you know, but, and I respect your opinion, and you respect mine, and right. and if you're wrong, then oh well. But <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what that's why we that's why we were talking about. No, folks. but you know, and, and and credit the Sharks, they were coming on strong. They dominated that third period, ten five in shots. Uh, they definitely brought uh, a lot to the table uh, tonight. Uh, unfortunately, it comes down with with just one point. Let's hope it doesn't uh, doesn't help uh, it doesn't hinder us uh, down the road tonight. So, yeah. Felix, are you ready? Oh, absolutely. Is it time? It is always time. All right. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. It's wrap around. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, it's wraparound. R- right, Felix? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Oh my goodness, somebody agrees with me on that. Wow. That's Hashtag team wraparound. <laughs> Let's get to the night on Frozen Pond. <laughs> number of games in progress as we speak, as we had an early start to ours. Uh, Jets are down 2 nothing after their second period to the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jamie Ben with his sixth on the season. Uh, Gurionov. Uh, with his fifth, and so two nothing stars over Jets as they just begin the third period now in Big D. Uh, in Southern Alberta, the Flames are de- are up to one to the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, his sixth of the season on the power play, along with uh, Thomas Raider, uh, makes it two uh, one for the Flames over the Sabers in that one. Uh, some finals now coming in. Uh, the Bruins had a 3-0 lead. They lose 4-3 in overtime to the Chicago Blackhawks. Jonathan Taves with his, with his fifth of the season uh, gets the game winner. 4-3 the final for the Blackhawks. In Montreal, the former Battle of Quebec, the Avalanche and Canadians, the Avalanche takes this one 3-2. to two. Matt Calvert with a shorthanded goal in the second period. Turns out to be the game-winning goal on this one. As the uh, Montreal Canadiens are struggling mightily now. In Tampa Bay, the Sharks' next opponent, the Lightning lose 5-4 to four to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting one with former Shark Alex Stalock getting the victory in this one. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm, like what the hell happened to the to the Tampa Bay Lightning this year? Like I mean, just I mean they they're a team that's known to be a perennial Stanley Cup contender and hell a playoff contender, and they're they definitely haven't been playing like one at least on like the 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 stat sheet. So I mean, it's you know, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in overtime, the Islanders. Thank you, thank God. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 to two in overtime. Marcheseau gets his ninth in the third late in the game. Uh, but uh, Ryan Pollock at 3-20 on the power play gets the victory for the team formerly known as the Fish Sticks. They win 3-2 to two and uh, keep going. 
Felix, I, I said this in our chat, but I, I still can't believe I'm going to say this. First yeah. place, Desert Dogs. Is this, to quote that famous gif slash meme, is this real life? <laughs> right. Right. The Coyotes win 3-1 to one over the Philadelphia Flyers. Phil Kessel with two goals. The victory puts them in first place in the Pacific Division, leapfrogging Edmonton uh, in the process. Yeah. Like, at 38 points. Yeah. And, like, I know, obviously, you know, and of course, take a shot when you when I, when you when I when you, when you hear me or anyone say this, but the Desert Dogs in first place. I mean, I'm sure fans over there are like overly excited about it, but damn. <laughs> uh, hockey trick warned us for the last couple of years yeah. that they were coming, and sure enough, yeah. here they are. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, I had them like make. I had them. I was hoping that they would make the playoffs as well, but. I was not expecting this. So uh, no, I thought they would be like fighting for for a playoff spot like they did last year, mind you. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've taken that next level. Uh, in Columbus, the a final there. Panarin makes his old team pay. He gets the game-winning goal in the second period. Turns out his thirteenth. The Rangers beat the Blue Jackets three to two in that one as the uh, Rangers try to crawl back into the race as well. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, wow, what are, this has been a uh, an interesting season, to say the least. <laughs> uh, it's like turning the, everything upside down, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, and I also, I didn't get a chance to touch on the, on the Canadians because I was still trying to think of something to say about them, but, like, yeah, they're, like you said, like, they're in deep trouble right now. And honestly, I, I was actually seeing some interesting tweets. Um, I forgot who tweeted out, but um, someone said that something along the lines of, like, um, Bergevin, uh, um, yeah, Mark Bergevin over there waiting to, um, waiting, I guess, for the right time to, like, make some major moves um, or, or whatever. But definitely, um, you know, especially having missed the playoffs last um, postseason. Um, post um, you know, the Canadians, this is, this has got to be the year that they, they're trying to like hold on to dear hope. I mean, just dear life for, for, for a playoff spot. And so if they don't make it, I would definitely expect something big, uh, to happen and perhaps a major shakeup in over there, uh, for the Habs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Andy man saying the coyotes are one or two pieces of death guys away from being a legit danger in the playoffs possibly top three or four in the western conference completely agree they've they've mm -hmm. they've finally gotten their uh their uh their uh their feet together and everything so you know uh but uh you know it is what it is folks and that's that's why they play the game exactly uh, yeah so uh uh Lamontek lunchbox. Canes are a good team, as are the Sharks. Yeah, the Canes, mm -hmm. you know, are are both good, and of course they coming back with both knee consistently. Right. Yeah, that's Absolutely. another statement on the Sharks' part for sure. Absolutely, yeah, and I I do agree. Like the Canes are are a good team, and honestly, like I um I like the Canes. Um, and and of course, um, our friend Drew Robert uh, does as well. But um, um, but the Canes. Hell, I'm happy that and for the fact that they were able to like have that just sort of Cinderella story that they did in the last postseason. It's just you know it's it's great to see a team like them have just the success that they've had, and great to see the fans you know obviously you know cheering them on again, and obviously fun to see the storm surge. Although obviously not fun to be on the losing end of that uh, the tilt tonight, but nevertheless. Um, it's honestly, and like I said, I've, I've been a huge proponent of growing the game and, you know, what better way to promote hockey in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, than to win games, have fans engaged and have them see the storm surge. Yep. And, oh, I mean, if I wasn't a Sharks fan, I'd sign up right away. So, yeah. And, and that's a heck of a game. Uh, the team is on a great run and, and they're, they're poised to be promising. So congrats to the Canes tonight. Uh, we want to mention, you know, there should be an episode of In the Reef coming soon. Uh, that's our Barracuda podcast. And speaking of which, the Barracuda 
play uh, back-to-back in Ontario starting tomorrow night at 7 p.m. You can listen to that game on the Sharks plus SAP Center app. You can hear a friend of the show, Nick Nolenberger, on the call for that one, and along with Saturday night at 6 p.m. So just as the third period uh, goes on their way for the Sharks in Tampa Bay, uh, that'll be... Uh, That'll be a good one. So, uh, your next home game, uh, December 11th against Bakersfield Condors. So, get your tickets there at sjbarracuda.com. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Kind of just going through the chat really quick there. Um, you know, doubt, there was some talk about the Preds. Doubtful to see Preds make moves. They have zero. Expiring contracts this season, three million cap space, possibly four point six in IR yeah. savings. The, the Preds to me are an interest are one of those interesting teams for me to watch because like I mean they've I mean look they've got Pecorino, they've got UC Saros and honestly I don't really follow them follow them closely, so I'm gonna assume that Pecorino is still their starter. If not, then forgive me. But um man, Rene has been I mean I've I've heard from from what I've heard of these, he's been yikes at best at times uh, this season and it, it's been and i know he's had his his moments um you know and but he's he's seemingly been that goalie that's that's sort of trended downwards like downhill in the past few seasons and it just makes me wonder as i pull up actually let me why don't you talk some more uh, uh, like, pull up cap friendly yeah go, go ahead and pull up cap friendly and i believe this is right now his first time he's under 900 for a safe percentage so yeah that's not great for the uh preds at all no uh, i mean yeah they have uc saros but still that's not the greatest look right now uh right. Anthony, anthony sanchez let's be honest everybody sharks are an average bubble um well booble uh but bubble team but the sharks would be scary if they had a decent power play until they correct that the sharks are just average anthony you, you hit it on the head it's one of my biggest pet peeves about the power play yeah. um you know, stemming back to the Oilers here in <clears throat> 06, where, you know, if you don't okay. let them pay, they will uh, they will make you hurt. So, yep. so you. yeah, um, so so I have the I have cat friendly popped and pulled up right now. So he is currently on a 35 plus year old uh, contract um, for his age, obviously. Um, and, and he has two years. Um, his contract is two years for him, excuse me. And he is. Um, at the beginning of his two-year contract, so basically starts this year, 2019-2020, um, ends 2020-21, and he's got a modified NTC, NMC, no move, no movement, all that, and um, and he has a value of 10 mil, so basically a cap hit of uh, five mil per. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting there. Yeah. So. Uh, remains to be seen what the Predators do. Uh, David Poyle, kind of like Doug Wilson, will wait for the right time to pull off a move. So yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, um, just to elaborate on that, um, the clause details for the for his uh no move, he would have to submit a ten ten team trade list if he were to be traded. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, bad Catholics joining in, and I'm assuming you are a Canes fan. So good evening to you. Booing Thornton was fun, but LOL, that was a flop. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Laurel saying deliciously incredible. Uh, yeah, the, this game was deliciously incredible. Dell was played phenomenal. And best team, my, my dear friend. Um, okay, um, I want to address another thing, another comment in the chat. Um, at Rob Eidman <clears throat> saying, or asking who will be the next head coach fired. So I got, I have something to say about that. Um, so the last and I'm going to likely have an article of this um, within like the next couple of days or even the next week, because um, I, I still have to um, I still have to think about my how I want to put this, because this is a very sensitive uh, and a very serious topic, because um, aside from firing coaches from team for team performance, we've also seen um, the latest coach, um, Bill Peters, fired for the racial slur and um and I believe Landy also addresses in an, in a previous uh, After Dark, but um, this is going to be really, really a really interesting time for the for the league. I'm not gonna lie. Like this is in a time where like you know we have you know a lot of um, players and fans opening up to 
a lot of the abuses and everything that's going on in the league and that's gone on in the league. Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, when I mean, and, and granted, the next coach might not be fired for this reason, um, but it's it's just interesting to me that like um, like how the league is going to approach this. And from what I read um, um, in a recent Thirty One Thoughts from uh, by Elliot Friedman. Um, there's going to be a written mandatory, uh, a mandatory written uh, a code of conduct for coaches, and um, that's I'm assuming that's going to be like going over protocol and like how to deal with like situations like you know the uh, Kamalu uh, situation plus others like Mike back, like what Mike Backpock, Babcock did in uh, Toronto, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting. Um, thing to uh, watch for the next uh, at least the next couple of weeks and heck even the next couple of years as we watch this so how this sort of um i guess sort of domino effect has a lasting effect on this league you know and it held and even in hockey yeah i completely concur uh, yeah and uh and like laurel said bad times for coaches all all for, of all sports coming soon the bad bad ones that is yeah mm-hmm. and and you know this time for it to open up is coming so uh it should yeah. be quite interesting uh you know there were some speculations regarding uh former sharks head coach daryl setter uh not when he was with the sharks but uh apparently with the la kings we saw former shark brant myers kind of defend setter uh, when he was going through his substance abuse issues with when uh, Myers with with the Sharks organization, so definitely uh, you know mixture of comments and and feelings for sure. So right, um, sorry, and also uh, but getting back to like the whole at least the team performance part, I think, um, boy, I mean I could see Minnesota like making, but I I just don't see it like at the moment. I mean if they because right especially right now since like Minnesota they're actually doing i mean i haven't i haven't admittedly i haven't really looked at the league as closely as i should but i'm recently given you know my busy schedule and everything but um minnesota from what i've heard they've been they've been actually surging in late and right. so um and help as you showed they they just beat tampa bay so there's no reason to fire the coach then so <laughs> um <clears throat> but like i mean it's um and of course, and also I, w- I do want to correct myself. Bill Peters was not the um, last coach to be fi- fired. It was um, John Hines who was fired for a team performance um, yep. for unable for being unable to manage the New Jersey Devils properly um, or coach the New Jersey Devils properly. And that's gonna be interesting. Like I mean, the Devils team. I mean, we. I mean, I for one, for one. Let me be honest here. I put a little too much stock in. Uh, Jack Hughes possibly making a, uh, a big impact on for for the Devils because just because he is the number one overall pick for them. But um, boy, they've been on the struggle bus um, <laughs> this season. Like they've been, um, they, they, their season has just like just just tumbled downhill. And you know, PK hasn't been great. Taylor Hall, um, he's reportedly on his way out. Um, obviously, Hines fired. Cheryl and other and the front office is you know going to be looking for a new coach soon. But also here's an interesting thing: how much of this would you put on uh, Ray Cheryl? Well, and that's the thing, and he's definitely changed the psyche of the New Jersey Devils from that tough and rumble, right? You know, neutral zone trap type of mm-hmm. style to more <clears throat> trying to be more of a free willing style. But right. in Marty T's kind of mentioning it here, you know, mm-hmm. right. you, you have you have a boatload of talent. You have Hughes, PK, Gusev, Hall, Simmons, and throw in um, oh gosh, Nico Heeshear, for that matter. You know, uh, right. it's it's right. definitely something. You know, or like Rob Irons just saying, maybe the Devils need a culture change. You know, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we shall wrap it up. Uh, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, you name it, you'll love it there. Uh, and, of course, Sorry, all- um, 
Sorry, I just want to, uh, before you uh, uh, finish that up, I, I do want to get to um, J.F. Turner here, because um, I think he's asked a question before. What do you, how, what do you think of this? Um, Dylan and a pick to Montreal for Drew. And maybe, uh, Montreal could be Sellers and I'm assuming Saku uh, Woodwork. I'm, I'm assuming that's the player name. But, uh, Sakaru. Yeah. Sakaru, okay. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, not really... <clears throat> too many their uh, prospects or too much of their players, but yeah. But what do you think? Dylan and a pick to Montreal for Juran. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't see it really happening. Um, like I, I don't know. I, I really don't see like, uh, and I'm sure we'll get a better picture of this um at the uh, the trade deadline um come 2020, but. I just don't see DW making a trade right now. Like, I just, I mean, and again, we might see something further down the line, depending on how the team does, but um, that's, it's going to be interesting. Um, they don't really have very much in trade assets, but um, we'll see. Yeah, and, and Andy Mann making, making some points here about Duran, currently on IR for that matter. Uh, it makes too much to bring in. We don't have the space, and I think he's a middle six wing. Uh, we also don't have the p- picks to move and already think so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing there to, for now. Uh, and uh, you know, but the the thing like Phantom says, could they afford them? Nah, I, I don't know. It would take yeah. a combination uh, of um, players and picks to get that going. So yeah. So. Alrighty. All right. So. Go. Go ahead. No, you're good. So as as I was saying, if you, if you missed anything, you can check us out on the on the podcast apps of your choice or on the website at tealtownusa.com. Uh, we also are happy to announce that we are now on uh, Discord. So uh, check us out on the Discord app for sure. Uh, we, all, we were having some fun last night, uh, and uh, if you're you're a fan of Discord, uh, a fun messaging app, and we there's audio capability in there, so we will yeah. we'll talk it up, uh, you know, on <laughs> yeah. on yeah. random nights. So for yeah, sure. it's gonna be a fun time, folks. It's it's definitely gonna be a fun time. So be sure to check that out. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So check this out. Uh, we will be back with you in some form. Uh, I can't. I'm I'm uh, currently uh, on. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm currently uh, groomsmanning on uh, on Saturday, so somebody else oh. will be here. So for some of you, yeah. I'm sure you'll be thrilled. Uh, but uh, the Sharks will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday uh, afternoon. Uh, we'll be back with you following the game there, and and hopefully in the hopes for a victory uh, on Tampa ice and those weird black and silver jerseys. Uh, if you haven't seen those, get ready. Uh, you won't be able to tell who the heck is who uh, for for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, Felix, I appreciate you jumping on. And uh, your Absolutely. final thoughts and where the people can find you. Um, so my final thoughts. Um, unfortunate loss tonight. Um, the the Sharks, aside from the uh, the start of the game, um, they played a pretty darn good game against the Canes. Um, you know, just a few. Defensive miscues that they got to clean up. Um, Burns, please, dear Lord, clean up in, in your end. Please, please, for the love of the hockey gods and all that is holy in the hockey world, clean up in your own end. Um, and, um, you know, obviously, Eric Carlson, um, hell of a pass by, uh, to Couture for that goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, obviously get right back at it on uh or against Tampa and um you know hopefully they'll uh, get it hopefully they'll get a win against the Lightning um who are again surprisingly uh on a uh, on a downtrend um trending downwards this season but you never know in this league right I mean this is why they play the game as as you mentioned yep absolutely so um my uh yeah, my uh, my social media handles. Um, my Twitter is at uh, hockey and ghosts. Um, I uh, talk hockey here and there. Um, if also if you're into paranormal stuff, um, I retweet a few things here and there. Um, I I also have an Instagram um, with the same handle, hockey and ghosts. Um, occasionally here and there, I will post song covers. Yes, I'm a musician as well. Um, 
and of, and of course, first time I've said that live publicly. But um, um, follow, do follow my Instagram um, if you're into, of course, more hockey stuff, more teal, and um, more music by yours truly. Back to you, Puckeye. Thank you very much, Felix. Appreciate it. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, we'll be back with you Saturday night following Sharks and Lightning. Uh, it sounds like you guys are already thrilled I'm not going to be on. That's terrific. But uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you uh, follow us on the social media. Check out our videos. And until Saturday night, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Thanks for watching and have a great night, everyone.